Welcome. You've discovered the world it's ass. coming in all right it sounds great okay cool um no ambient noise in the background or anything no it sounds pretty clean okay i got the window open that's why i'm asking it's oh so no i don't hear any any uh, outside noise okay that's cool all right well good got that out of the way um i'm not gonna do the the little layout intro like i did last time because that really sounded stupid when i listened back to it really I like, okay sounds, i do not like this so I guess we can start off. You want to talk about uh, where you are right now, and uh, you know what 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 your situation is right now. Because the last time we talked, it's been a month yeah, since we actually God. talked. I know. I only noticed that when I looked at the Skype thing, and it said September sixth. I was like, Jesus. Oh man. So anyway, yeah. So it's been four weeks, and uh, a lot of stuff's gone on since then. So if you want to go ahead and talk about, um, I figure we start off talking about where you are right now, what's going on, and then we can go from there. Okay. Um, yeah, so I'm actually back in the States, uh, believe it or not, um, a lot sooner than I'd planned. Uh, right. <laughs> only, only two weeks in, I ended up coming back to the States and that was because, uh, because of my gr- grandfather. Um, he like only one week into my trip, uh, he fell ill mm-hmm. and was taken to the hospital. And, um, over the, the following week, the second week of my trip, it became more and more evident that he was not going to get better. Right. Um, and he's an, he was an older guy. I mean, yes, obviously. But. Yes. He's, uh, he's not, he, he was 91. Um, mm-hmm. so yeah, he's, he's, uh, and he's been through a couple heart attacks and stuff and survived those. And yeah, um, he's a, he was a great grandfather. Yes. Oh no. Uh, no, just grand, grandfather. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. 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 He was, he was a great grandfather. Cause yes. Uh, my sister. You do have nieces. You remember. Yeah. And a nephew. All right. Let's edit that part out. <laughs> no, that one's going right at the beginning. No, because I, <laughs> dear Kelly and Tim, you don't count. Yeah, I thought you were saying my great grandfather. I was like, no, yeah, no, that's no, not, no. no. Yes, he was a great grandfather. Um, to I'm going to edit out that little clarification though. Damn you! <laughs> Just make me look like a fool. <laughs> um. So, uh, anyways, yeah, he was 91. Um, his health was okay. Um, in the past couple of years, um, he was, he, you know, he was doing all right. Um, but. Yeah, he fell unconscious um, at some point. He was taken to the hospital. Um, his health started deteriorating from there. Uh, they realized that there was, wasn't really anything they could do. Like, he couldn't swallow anymore, so he couldn't take in food or liquids. Um, so they pretty much released him under hospice care back to his house um, with my grandmother. Um, so there was hospice care, and, and, and my, my parents and my sister were also taking shifts, staying with him and stuff. Um, but so when I was in Brussels, uh, I had a call, a phone call with my dad and it just, it just became apparent that I, I needed to come home. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, I, you know, when I set out on this trip, I anticipated that something like this would happen and I'd have to come back. I just, it was, I knew it was kind of a reality. Right. I didn't expect it to be so soon. Um, right. I mean, cause actually when, when he fell unconscious, it was all, like, 
less than a week or one week into my trip. So I mean, it was very soon. Yeah. Um, so anyways, I am back in the States now. Um, I've been back for a couple weeks now. Um, mm-hmm. I got the day I got back, uh, went and saw my grandfather. And then the, the very next day he passed, um, we had the funeral the following Monday. And then I guess that's been two weeks ago now. Mm-hmm. The funeral was, I guess, two weeks from tomorrow, Monday. Okay. So, um, so I've been back for probably like two and a half weeks. Um, and, uh, just staying with a friend of mine. Um, mm-hmm. And I pl- hopefully plan to get back on the road, maybe in un- like another two weeks or so. Mid mid October is kind of when I hope to resume resume the trip. So the last time we talked, you were in Hamburg, and you you had been there a couple of days. So you take it from there. Yeah, so I guess I think I explained in the other podcast that um, I stupidly booked the ticket on the wrong day for the train, right. so I ended up staying in Hamburg one extra day, mm-hmm. um, and that bonus day that I had in Hamburg, I actually ended up getting my iPhone fixed or unlocked finally. Oh, right. Um, I, think I, I think I discussed that before, too. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so I actually, I was hanging out in Hamburg, um, and... I found out there was an Apple store, so I went and talked to them, and they looked up my phone information, and apparently AT&T had never sent the unlock to Apple, even though they sent me an email saying they had. Right. Um, so after some rigmarole, I, uh, I chatted online with some Apple Care people, and uh, they ended up giving me a website to go to so I could chat with AT&T because I couldn't make a phone call either. Um, right. Yeah. But they sent me a, a link to, so I could chat with AT&T people. And, uh, after talking to numerous people, I finally got a hold of somebody who admitted that they authorized the unlock, but they didn't finalize the unlock, um, uh, which to uh-huh. me means they half-assed. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, so eventually, so you'll he never said, notice. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> So the guy said he's remedied that, and all I had to do was restore my phone once again, and it should mm-hmm. work. Um, and luckily it did. So I got that unlocked um, and uh, spent another night in Hamburg, caught the train the next day to Amsterdam. Mm-hmm. And I had like kind of scheduled, like I think, five days in Amsterdam because I had planned on trying to get my phone fixed in the, there and just try to get caught up on finances and, and just trying to straighten up a bunch of stuff. So I gave right. my, I kind of allotted a lot of time in Amsterdam, mm-hmm. uh, but I ended up getting the phone fixed ahead of time. Um, so went to Amsterdam and I had a hostel book for the first couple nights I was there. I was trying to post my first blog post yeah. uh, when I got that first night in Amsterdam and the Wi-Fi at that hostel was insanely horrible. Yeah. <laughs> so it took me like hours just to get the blog posted along with a couple of pictures. So. How long was that trip? The train ride? Um, yeah. Because you're going from Hamburg to Amsterdam. Yeah, yeah. it was, um, God, I want to say it was like just a four or five hour trip. It wasn't long. Yeah. Well, I had, I had two two different trains to catch and like my first train was like running late. So of course, like as soon as we get off the train, I have to go to a whole different platform and like as parents of a whole bunch of other people too, because we were hauling ass so we yeah. could catch our train to Amsterdam running our ass off to get there because it's just about to leave or departure time for that train 
we get on the train and then the train ends up sitting there for like another hour. <laughs> so we, we busted ass for no reason. But so apparently, I guess somebody had gotten sick on the train and there was, they uh, brought some doctor in to, to look at him. So like the, that train oh. was actually delayed. So we didn't even have to run, but it was okay. delayed like a good hour or so. So I, for some I, reason, I, when you said that, I thought you meant somebody threw up and they had to bring someone in to mop it up. Oh, or something. Yeah, no. Someone made sick on the train. <laughs> yeah, anyway, exactly. Go ahead. Sorry. I don't. I don't know who it was. I just. I just got that information from somebody. I was like, why? Okay. Why are we not leaving yet? And they're like, oh, yeah. somebody's sick, and there's a doctor on board and all this. I don't know. But, um, but it wasn't a. I don't think it was too long of a train ride. I think five five hours or something. That's cool. Um, so what? It, so I didn't do much the first night except struggle to get my blog post posted Mm -hmm. because that was so that was tuesday night and then uh but amsterdam was cool um i think it's probably of the few places i've been so far i think that was probably my favorite um and that might just be because i spent so much time there like i think it was five days right that i I got to know my way around i got to know all the metro stops i know yeah i just kind of i learned how to get around easily yeah i knew where i was most of the time instead of just being in a city for like two days and just kind of wandering aimlessly and not really knowing where the hell I was. Yeah. That doesn't uh, so seem like an unreasonable amount of time to spend somewhere. I mean, if you're parsing up an entire year, you know, yeah, what five, like a five day. Yeah. 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 yeah I, I think that's kind of what I'm going to try to do from now on is, is do at least like at least three days yeah. know, up to five or six days in a, in a city, especially if it's a big city. Mm-hmm. Um, well, you know, places like Paris, I'm going to try to give myself one to two weeks, but um, right. yeah, no, I, I think it's nice. Cause you, you, like I so say, you get to know your way around, and uh, and I just get to see more and yeah. enjoy it more once you once you're not just like, oh God, where am I? <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Why did you choose to go to Amsterdam? And don't say drugs, please. Just there's got to be something else there that is a reason to go there besides drugs and canals. Hookers. <laughs> no. <laughs> is that it? The prostitutes. No. <laughs> the, the prostitutes. Okay. <laughs> We said not to say drugs. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, no. Um, Amsterdam, just because, uh, I don't know, it just seems like a cool city. Like, the, yeah, the canals, um, the, the picture, all the pictures I've seen, I was just like, oh, it looks like an amazing place. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, and, and being there, yeah, the canals are just, I mean, it's canals everywhere, bridges everywhere, and it's all, mm-hmm. like, cobblestone streets and roads and um, old-ass buildings that are, like, leaning and, Mm-hmm. leaning to one side or the other and they're just all crooked and stuff because they're all sinking into the swamp right. um uh so that was really cool but yeah no I, I mean any specific reason i went to amsterdam not really uh yeah. just just to be just to have gone there you know just like any other place really it's like yeah i just want to go just to see it to experience it and it was kind of just like you know part of that zigzagging southward mm-hmm. um with copenhagen being the starting point so it was just like just another stop along the way. So when you got there, so the first day, I mean, I didn't get in there till the evening. I checked okay. into my hostel. Uh, yeah, checked into my hostel. The Wi-Fi was okay. shitty. Took me oh, forever right. to get okay. my blog up. I just had mm-hmm. a bar, like uh, I just had a drink in the bar at there at the hostel. I didn't, I didn't go out, you know, to the town. And and the first hostel I stayed in was a little ways outside of city center. It was within walking distance, but it was mm-hmm. a little ways out. So like, you know, just going late late at night, it was just. I was like, oh, I'm not going to try to venture out tonight. Um, and I ended up staying in like three different hostels, I think, in Amsterdam. So the first two nights was at that place. And then I, I think I booked three more nights that were way out of town. Like, and I didn't realize when I booked them, but they were oh, like, yeah. they're like 20 minute train ride out of city, the city center. Oh, wow. Um, so, or Metro ride. So it was, it was way out there. But um, I think the last hostel I stayed at was 
on the other side of town and it was actually right next to the bus stop that I had to take the next morning to go to Brussels. So second day I just pretty much set out on foot. I got a SIM card for my phone. It mm -hmm. totally worked. I got like a gig of data for like 10 euro or something. Yeah. Um, so I had, you know, I could use Google Maps. I could, you know, look up places and stuff while I'm on the go, which was nice. Oh yeah, that has to have been a uh, far cry from Copenhagen. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Like having to find Wi-Fi every time I needed to look anything up. So yeah, so it was nice that my phone's unlocked. I got a SIM card. Uh, so that may have also contributed to Amsterdam being a more pleasant experience because I could find my way around. Mm -hmm. um, and the maps definitely came in handy. Like, cause, so I have, a, I have a pretty good sense of direction. Like if I'm wandering around a town, um, I kind of create a mental map and it's pretty easy for me to kind of find my way back. Right. In Amsterdam, that sense of direction kept getting skewed. And I don't know, I, I looked at a map and I think it was just because of the layout of Amsterdam. It's not, it's not really a grid. Mm -hmm. um, I guess because of the canals or whatever, the streets, they're not curved exactly, but they kind of like, they head in one direction and they take like a 45 degree turn and then they take another mm -hmm. 45 degree turn. So you end up with these like, these like kind of curving canals and curving streets. Mm. And then there's like streets that cut straight across them. So it just, when you're on the ground walking, it's actually kind of hard to keep track of your orientation. You know what I mean? Right. Because of these weird 45 degree turns. Um, yeah. Like constantly going in circles or whatever. Yeah. You're, you're kind of you, paying attention. Exactly. It's yeah. kind of like that. Um, but then, like I say, then there's like streets that cut straight across and don't do these little turns Mm -hmm. So that causes, it just adds confusion. So like for me, like I normally don't have a problem walking around town and find my way back, but I kept ended up in places like, how the hell did I end up here? Yeah. And so the maps really came in handy um, in Amsterdam for sure. Wasn't Van Gogh from there or something? Yes. I, yeah, I believe he was. And there's a museum there. I didn't, I didn't end up going to. Um, mm -hmm. there's, a, there's a number of things that like, after I left, I'm like, shit, I should have done that. I should have yeah. done that. You know, I just didn't. Uh, but yeah. yeah, he's from there. See a lot of windmills. Uh, I didn't. Not in it. Not in Amsterdam. What? No, I know. I know. Like, I guess they're farther outside of the city or something. Uh -huh. I don't know. Um, I mean, I saw tons of like wind turbines like traveling all through. You know, from Copenhagen to Hamburg to in Hamburg to Amsterdam. I mean, just tons and tons of oh, wind, right. You know, wind turbines. Yeah. Um, you know, for power. Um, man, it's a massive amount of those out there. I was. Yeah, I was gonna say it's a great deal more integrated there. I think into their into their uh, energy production. Yeah, exactly. I mean, and you're just not used to it from, you know, being over here. It's, mm -hmm. uh, and I knew there was a lot over there, but like just, you know, driving down the road, it's like, holy crap, they're everywhere. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. You mentioned something uh, about taking a walking tour of the city also. Yes. Uh, on Friday, um, I took a, I, there was like, so through Couchsurfer, um, there's events as well. Um, and uh, so people can post events, you know, in, in each city. And this guy had posted a free walking tour of Amsterdam. Uh, mm -hmm. So I joined that, um, showed up at like one o'clock, you know, in Dam Square or whatever, like near the monument. And um, it was probably a group of like 10 of us or whatever. And this guy named Tim took us around and I think it was like probably maybe an hour and a half, two hour tour, mm -hmm. just walking around Amsterdam and explaining the history of, the, of the, the city and like what all the, you know, areas are and all that stuff. Um, mm -hmm. He was real knowledgeable. Um, had a good sense of humor. Um, I think that's a great way to see a city. Like at first I was just kind of yeah. like, ah, I don't know if this is going to be worth it. I mean, it was free, but you know, I was like, I just don't know if this is going to be worth my time. But it was, I, it was actually really worth my time and like learned a lot about the city and, and kind of like, you know, even the ne next couple of days walking around the city, like 
just having had that walk into where helped like know where I was and, and also the significance of the areas and stuff like that and, and the history of the place. It just uh, it was kind of a, I guess I had more of a um, appreciation, I guess, as I was walking around the city afterwards yeah. for it. It was, it was really cool. So it seems to be a, a theme so far of this, you know, this, this trip is just the, uh, it's important to line up with locals, you know, when you go to these places. I know when you were talking about uh, Hamburg and who you were staying with there and having her show you around and, and then this, you know. Yes, I, I agree. I think, um, you know, anytime I can, like, hook up with a local and, and, and have them show me around, um, yeah. I think that that's so so much the way to go. Um, because, I mean, I, you know, like Copenhagen, I wandered around and I saw some cool stuff, but it just wasn't as rewarding an experience, I guess, as, as the other places right. uh, because of that. But, yeah, I'm, I'm a big believer in, in, in getting up with the locals for yeah. sure. Uh, and that's a cool thing about couch surfing, like when you're staying with somebody that's, I mean, they're local. Um, yeah. It's, or or it's, they've at least been living there for a while, you know. It's actually interesting because uh, just from what you've talked about with the people that you've talked to through that, it seems a lot more involved. Like you get the impression just from the name and from, uh, you know, just when you first hear it, it just thinks, okay, you just think, well, these are these are people who uh, will rent out space for you to, you know, for you to sleep, you know. Right. And like not said, even rent out, just just free. Yeah. Right, right. And it just uh, it didn't occur to me. I guess it's interesting to discover that, you know, there's that they're more proactive than that. You know, it's it's take you out, take you to places, take you to parties or whatever, take you to, you know, around the city. So you actually, it's more of a, a, a you know, an all encompassing experience, I guess, than just a, you know, place here, to crash. Got, yeah, exactly. I got a place for you to crash. You know? Yeah. Yeah, it's it's interesting. It's um it's like a whole community, man. Like this mm-hmm. this global community of like travelers and, and like minded people, which um is really cool. So like yeah, and, and so I found the walking tour through Couchsurfer, um uh-huh. an event on Couchsurfer, and then um actually one of the guys on the walking tour with me, uh, who had uh I guess found it on, on uh Couchsurfer as well, mm-hmm. um told me about a Couchsurfer meetup that evening. Mm-hmm. Um, at this bar called the Cotton Club, I believe. Um, so in every city, they have these meetups for couch surfers too. Okay. Um, and um, so he told me about that. I was like, okay, cool. And, and this is when I first started, I was trying to decide if I was going to come back home because of my grandfather. I didn't know what c- condition he was in. And uh, yeah. so I, to- I told the guy, I, I think uh, the guy's name was Ryan. He was from, he's actually, he was from the U.S. as well. He's from Colorado, I think. Okay. Um, but I was, like, I was like, yeah, I'll try to make it out. I was like, if I don't, because I was like, I may end up just flying back home tomorrow. I don't know. And uh, But I told him if I didn't end up flying back home, I'd come out. Uh, but so I ended up coming out because uh, I decided I wasn't going to go home yet. And um, uh, went to the bar, um, met a ton of people, um, a ton of travelers, and there was a few locals as well, um, local hosts. And, um, and everybody's super cool. I mean, so like the locals that showed up, you know, um, there were people who were surfers who didn't have even have a place to stay last, you know, it was like very last minute, didn't have a place to stay. And they were there hosts. looking for a couch. <laughs> yeah, kind of. But, but like, yeah, so then there were people, like, as you get to know people, they're like, well, Hey, I'll put you out tonight or whatever. Yeah. Um, so, um, yeah, I met like this actor from LA who has been traveling for like four months. Um, mm-hmm. he ended up scoring a place to stay with this, uh, this one guy, uh, as well as these two German backpackers who were hitchhiking through Europe. I met a couple from Israel, talked to them for quite a while, and told them I, I was hoping to be passing through Israel at some point on my trip, and they, they offered to put me up when I'm there. So, oh, that's cool. Um, so it's just really cool. I mean, everybody's just so, 
like say of that travel mindset and, and also just like helping you know helping each other out it's just it's right. uh, it's just amazing to see that i mean i don't know if i'm just cynical or what, or what but <laughs> it just it is just it was kind of like wow you know people are actually like this <laughs> you yeah. know um so at the meetup you know like uh i guess around midnight everybody started dwindling there was still me uh, this guy from Mexico City, uh, the actor from LA, these two German backpackers, this girl from Berlin, um, then these like two local guys, uh, Willem and uh, Martin. Mm. Uh, they both live in Amsterdam, and uh, they were both like, "Hey, well, you know, like this party's dying down." Or I was like, "Hey, do you guys want to just hit another bar?" And we're like, you know, most of us are like, "Yeah, sure." Mm-hmm. Um, so we ended up we ended up bar hopping to like. 4 30 in the morning or some crap like that uh but it was a good time it was just awesome he was like never met these people before but like i don't know it was just it was really cool um yeah, yeah from there so like i think it was like 4 30 or something when everybody's just like all right we're, we're everybody's kind of dying down mm-hmm. um i found out that the metro and this is when i was staying 20 you know a 20 minute metro ride out of the city yeah um found out the metro didn't run past 1 a.m or something uh-huh. and here it is like 4 30 almost 5 or something and i'm like oh crap uh-huh. and then somebody's like well you can catch the night bus you just download the app and it'll tell you where you can catch it and where it goes and what route you need and all this so i was like okay cool so i downloaded the app and then again glad i had the sim card but yeah uh download the app but then i couldn't get it to switch to english so i had no idea what it was saying uh-huh. so i was like oh crap i don't i have no idea how to get home <laughs> luckily martin who was putting up the actor and the two german backpackers um He's like, well, he's like, man, if you can't catch the bus, he's like, you know, come crash on my, you know, just crash on my floor until like, I think it was like 7 a.m. is when the Metro reopened on the next morning or something. Okay. Six or seven, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just went with those guys and, you know, crashed there for a few hours and woke up and caught the Metro. So, and again, it was like, you know, he was just totally cool with me. Just, you know, hey, guys, come over, man. You can crash there. No problem. So, yeah, yeah it's, it's a really interesting community and um, to, to kind of become a part of, you know. So how much how much longer were you in Amsterdam after that? Um, that was two, Friday. Did you that say? was Friday. Okay. Um, so Saturday morning at like nine a.m. I think I ended up waking up um, and stumbling out the door. <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, find some breakfast because uh, that's I'm still like in city center area because Martin was like actually he lived in an apartment building like right next to the Anne Frank house. Mm-hmm. Um, and who and who is Anne Frank? <laughs> is that someone else you met yeah that's someone else i met um i'm gonna edit that part out <laughs> good <laughs> so yeah i stumble through city center get some breakfast and then uh head back you know catch the metro head back to my hostel and uh so saturday afternoon i think i ended up back in ended up going back to the, the city mm-hmm. the saturday and sunday i didn't do a whole lot um sunday i called it uh like an early night i was just like oh you know go get dinner yeah in city center i'll uh well, I checked into my new hostel, which is like right outside that bus station. Took the bus into city center, had my, you know, like a last dinner, last beer out there. Uh-huh. Came back pretty early. And it's like, right, I'm just going to get some sleep because I'm going to travel day the next day. And I wake up at 6 a.m., 5.36 a.m. to the sound of my like five Irish roommates coming in, uh-huh. drunk as hell. And they, they, they proceed to start wrestling one another. <laughs> Like uh-huh. full out, I mean, like putting choke holds on each other till they almost pass out, <laughs> knocking furniture everywhere, uh-huh. and uh, you know I'm laying up in like one of the top bunks, and uh, and then we have that's one not other... a stereotype or anything. <laughs> no, I, geez. 
but like <laughs> it was it was it was like you know I wasn't even pissed it was just it was just the the whole situation was so amusing it was just like yeah. like I mean they woke totally woke me up but I'm like it just it was so so absurd of a scene yeah that I just couldn't help but just be amused and like so like the, the no one, one tried room, to attack you or draw you into the scrum well so so we had one chip get twat. So I never, I had never met these guys. Like I, when uh-huh. I came into the hostel, like I met the one other roommate, he's a dude from Canada, yeah. um, and this guy named Landon. And uh, so I met him, and and the, the whole fucking room is just trashed, dude. <laughs> and uh, you know, so he tells me he's like, oh, there's like six other guys from Ireland here, you know. And uh-huh. He's like, uh, he's like, you know, they party pretty hard. And, uh, so, and uh, so then like you know, I, I think I I end up going in the city. Landon goes in the city, so I, like I talk to him on the bus ride, kind of get to know him. Yeah. Uh, then we part ways, and then uh, like I said, I go back to my hostel, I go to sleep, I wake up at like six a.m. to this ruckus, and they're, <laughs> they're, these guys are wrestling one another, just mm-hmm. yelling all kinds of shit, and they keep yelling to Landon. They're like, "Landon, come referee this, man!" <laughs> <laughs> and Landon's like, "Nah, man, I'm good." He's like, "He's trying to sleep too," you know. He's like, "Nah, it's it's all good, man." And they keep yelling, come on, Landon, come referee this match, man. I've got him down. Come here. It's just like, it was like the most absurd scene, man. It was so hilarious. (laughs) Come on, you maple swelling twat. (laughs) And and like, I mean, you can hear, like, they're putting, I mean, they're seriously putting chokeholds on each other till, like, the guys are almost passing out and shit. It was insane, man. Like, oh my God. Uh, That's awesome. Like I say, normally I think I'd be pissed for being woken up, but it was just yeah. like, man, it was just... It what are you going to do? Away. Fight the fight? Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> exactly. You guys be quiet. I'll take you all down. Yeah. Um, no, it was just... Oh, God, it was hilarious. <laughs> yeah, so the next morning, it's like, it's cold and pissing rain, and um, I go to the bus stop and, and wait for my bus for Brussels. Take the bus to Brussels. Well, just to let everybody know, yeah. before mm-hmm. you go to Brussels, every time you've referenced eating breakfast or eating dinner or anything like that, you're talking about drugs, right? You're yes, that's all drugs? I ate. Okay. That is all I ate. Yes. All you ate was because that's all they drugs. put drugs in all their food there. Yeah. Exactly. I've been led it's to believe it's that they put drugs in all their food and then afterwards whores take you back into the back. Yeah, is that yeah, true? Well, that's yeah, that's uh that's that's dinner. So <laughs> <laughs> uh, um <laughs> Okay, cool. As exactly. long as we have to clear that up. Yes. I ate no food whatsoever. It's just all drugs. <laughs> all drugs. Chewing down pills and... <laughs> <laughs> well, now that we got that cleared up. Well, so, yeah. Um... Tell us about your drug use, Chip. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, okay, I, I did eat nutritious food, but I did, I did partake of the, uh, of the space cake <laughs> on Saturday. Uh-huh. Um, which, if anybody doesn't know what a space cake is, it's, it's a pot brownie. Yeah, um, it's a pot brownie. <laughs> It is um, a space cake. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's clear. That clears it up. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, I mean, of course, we're walking down around uh, Amsterdam. I mean, like all over. You just, you know, you get that whiff of just marijuana, like constantly. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I mean, there's people walking down the street. I like I wouldn't know what that smells like, but go ahead. Sure, sure. <laughs> um, and there's people we just walking down the street, like rolling joints and stuff. Man, it's just mm-hmm. it's a completely different culture. I mean, it's just totally accepted there. Um, so, you know, like the first few days I was there, you know, I'd walk past a a quote unquote coffee shop. Uh Um, and, uh, I think about stepping in, I'm like, nah, nah. But then Saturday, finally, like, I was like, you know what, I'm just going to go in and 
I'm going to buy a brownie and mm -hmm. just cause damn it, I'm in Amsterdam, you know? Right. And, um, you don't want to come back here and tell everybody you didn't do anything while you were there. Right. I can't come back and say I didn't do any drugs. What the yeah. hell? No. <laughs> um, so. Go back right now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So um, it was peer pressure that, that made me do it. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, I, bought, I bought one of the brownies, uh, walked down the street. I ended up just eating half of it, which, mm. you know, they, they advise you just, you know, just eat like a third or a half of it and don't eat the rest. And mm -hmm. give yourself a good 90 minutes before you decide, oh, that didn't do anything and you eat the rest of it. Because uh -huh. it could be two hours before it hits you. And if you ate the whole thing, man, you might be, you might be hurting. Yeah. Um, so I ate half the brownie. It, it actually took a good two hours for it to kick in. Um, but I'm just walking around Amsterdam, um, just kind of enjoying it. And uh, it was interesting because it's, you know, coming from especially like America, American culture, it's just weird to just be able to do that stuff and out in the open, you know, right. like, and it's just not a, not a big deal at all, you know? Yeah. So that was, that was interesting. Yeah. Um, so, uh, you said, you said that they're, they're quote unquote coffee shops. It just to get an idea. I mean, is it, is it one of those things where you're walking around and everybody's sort of tongue in cheek, like winky winky, or is it just like, just, you know, Oh, I'm walking down the street smoking a joint while this guy's, next to me is, you know, smoking a cigarette, drinking coffee, and nobody cares. And yeah. it's not, it's just like that. It's just nobody cares. Okay. Yeah, it's like the second, you know, the, yeah, mm -hmm. the latter. It's just, uh, it's just, it's not a thing. Okay. It just, it just is. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, I say quote-unquote coffee shops because, I mean, you've got coffee shops. Right. Which you go in and you get a cup of coffee and a pastry or whatever that are just mm -hmm. normal, what we think of as coffee shops. But then there are coffee shops, and they're called coffee shops. Um, yeah. But they usually have, like, you can usually tell by the name what the name of the coffee shop, you know, if it's like a, you know, a weed shop <laughs> or a coffee right. shop, you know, yeah, uh, yeah. it's, it's pretty obvious. Yeah. Um, I guess I'm so. thinking of like the, uh, the medicinal clinics in California, I guess that are, Oh, right. You know, it's, it's medicinal, you know, that kind of thing versus. Yeah, no, it's just totally, it's just legal. It's just, and it's just not a, like I say, the, the, the best way I can describe it is it's just not a thing. Yeah. It just, okay. it just is. It's just, totally cool um yeah so i did that on saturday that's that was like my saturday night just kind of walking around stoned on a brownie yeah. <laughs> so um that was interesting you woke up and you were in brussels <laughs> yeah exactly don't know what happened i wasn't even trying to go here <laughs> cool i don't want to belabor that because that's a little cliche but <laughs> what was that the uh amsterdam let's talk about drugs, drugs. oh yeah but, but yeah I, I agree it's, it's a bit cliche but also it is it is a, I mean, it's cliche for a reason, I guess, because it's one yeah, of the few yeah. places you go that it's just, it's totally accepted and it's yeah. legal and you can do it and it's not a problem. And I just mean focusing on it. So yeah, much. yeah, yeah, exactly. But, um, I mean, so it is definitely an aspect of the, the trip, you know, for yeah, a lot of people. Yeah. Uh, so you went from, so you, so you left there, what, the next day or Monday? So Sunday, yeah. So that was Saturday. Um, and, uh, Sunday, like I said, I didn't do a whole lot, just kind of run around the city, um, I went by this one market, like, so there's a, there's a section called New Market, and, mm -hmm. and there's a big square there, and I guess, like, on the weekends, you know, they put up, you know, it's like a farmer's market kind of thing, I guess, okay. you know, where this, they have produce and, and cheese, tons of cheeses and all kinds of stuff. Yeah. So I walked through there for a little while, and it was funny, one guy had a booth up, and he had a ton of different cheeses, and he actually has a, a sign, like a really nicely made sign that says, no photos, just buy the cheese. <laughs> 
And I just thought there was a trip. And I wanted to take a picture of the sign, but I felt like I needed to buy some cheese, if I, even if I was going to take a picture of his sign. Yeah. Um, but that's kind of like, uh, so my second blog post, that's what I titled it, because it was, it was kind of that whole thing that I'm like, wow, I guess t- it, tourism is just so rampant here yeah. that people are coming by, taking <laughs> pictures of all his cheeses and not buying a damn thing. Yeah. And he's just pissed off, pissed off enough that he had a sign made. Yeah. That said, no photos, just buy the cheese. Yeah, totally. And, um, and it was in English. Yes, it was in <laughs> English. Yes. Um, so uh, Americans love pictures of cheese. Exactly. I, I just imagine like tourists like kind of leaning over, taking selfies with the cheese and shit. <laughs> and I was just like, oh god. So that's the thing too. Amsterdam was cool, but it was a lot more touristy than I thought it was going to be. Mm-hmm. Um, was that not something you would run into in Hamburg? Uh, Hamburger, uh, Copenhagen? Not really. really? Not really. Okay. And, and also, just I picture Amsterdam as being not seedy, but just a little more... Full of whores. <laughs> yes, full of <laughs> whores and drugs. But no, I just, I don't know, I just pictured it being a little more, I don't know, edgy because of that. Right. Uh, but it wasn't. It was like, yeah. I mean, you know, you're walking through the red light district and you got like all these... Scantily clad women behind these glass doors, and mm. you got like these rich old white folk with like shorts and polo shirts and boat shoes and big shopping bags just trucking down the alley, you know, yeah, <laughs> yeah. looking at all the prostitutes and stuff. It's like, you know, it's like some weird twisted Disneyland or something. <laughs> I, it was just bizarre. It was just, yeah. it wasn't, it wasn't quite what I expected. Well, it's interesting that that was your, that was, you know, the, the idea you had in your mind. You know, how did that develop? You know what I mean? Like the idea that you go to a place where that kind of stuff is legal. Right. And, you know, you imagine that it's going to be a certain way and you get there and it's, it's, it's homogenized just like everything else is eventually, you know? Yeah, I know. Okay. I'm getting down off the soapbox. Go ahead. Yeah, no, no, no. I, uh, I, it, uh, that's a great point. Um, and I'll make sure to leave that in. Yes. <laughs> Especially when you said great point. Uh, <laughs> And you're just going to cut and paste that great point for future episodes too, <laughs> yeah. aren't you? <laughs> the entire episode is going to be me saying something and you saying, great point, exactly the same way. <laughs> uh. Yeah, so that was Sunday. It was the farmer's market. Uh, That's cool, though. That's interesting. Yeah, the cheese, uh, just the rampant tourism. Um, Monday, I catch a bus to Brussels. Um and it's just freaking pouring rain. And the, the mm. shitty umbrella, excuse me, that I bought in Copenhagen is not holding up. <laughs> <laughs> that I bought in a, a cheap, you know, cheap-ass drugs, uh, grocery store or something. I get to Brussels, and that's actually the first evidence i actually seen. I'd heard a lot of talk about the refugee situation. Mm. We pulled into Brussels, and there's this huge field right outside of the, the bus station. And there's just tents, like, for, as far as the eye could see. And I'm just like, yeah. my first thought was like, that's a weird place for a campground. <laughs> and then like and then 10 seconds later I'm like oh that's what it is um yeah. so that was kind of that was kind of crazy to see in person I mean you, you know I'd seen her on the news and stuff and I'd actually heard a lot of people in um you know in Germany and, and mm-hmm. the Netherlands talk about it um yeah. um but it was to actually see it in person was 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 interesting but that was the first time I'd seen any evidence was was Brussels yeah uh so I grabbed a quick lunch in Brussels uh find my way uh, navigate my way through the metro system to get to my host's house mm-hmm. um and so she uh invites me and shows me uh, her place um 
know, gives me some time to get comfortable. She gives me a little box of Belgian chocolate, <laughs> which is mm-hmm. cool. Um, no drugs in there. Uh, not that I know of. I don't remember what happened the next 12 hours, though. But, <laughs> <laughs> um, no, no drugs. I woke uh, up wearing small child's clothing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so, but at that point, you know, I um, kind of you know, didn't have a SIM card, so I, had, I got on her Wi-Fi, kind of caught up with emails and, and messages and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and that point, um, I think I had a message from my dad or something, so I, I gave him a, a call. Yeah. And um, talking to him that day was, you know, it was pretty much, it was like, you know, Gan, which which is my grandfather, that's what my sister and uh, I call my grandfather. Uh-huh. Gan was, you know, back home, of course, from, from since Saturday, but he just, he was, you know, it's, it was pretty much a matter of time. Right. And I could tell, you know, like, it was just kind of, it was taxing on the family. They were taking shifts, you know, they were driving down from Williamsburg and they were taking shifts to, to sit with him and stuff. And uh, I just felt at that point talking to my dad, I was like, you know, I just, I need to come back. I need to be there. Because right. um, I had been kind of back and forth. Um, well, they were telling you not to, not to come back, weren't they? Well, yeah, they were saying, yeah, like, you know, just continue on your trip and, mm-hmm. you know, and, and unless you feel you need to come back and, and yeah. um, you know, they were like, we get, we have it under control here. But I, I just, I guess that, that, Monday talking to him, I just saw I don't know, something just changed. I was like, I, I have to get back. Yeah. Um, and um, so you know, I was supposed to stay with my host there like for two days, and then my host in Bruges for two days. So, um, I told my current host, I was like, hey, I'm only gonna be staying one night. I'm, I'm gonna book a plane ticket right now and go home. I explained the whole situation. Sent messages to my host further out, you know, in Bruges in London, uh, explaining the situation that I wouldn't be showing up. Um. And I booked a ticket to get back to Norfolk. I booked, well, I booked two tickets. I booked a ticket from Brussels to Miami and then Miami to Norfolk. Mm-hmm. Um, that was for the very next day, for Tuesday morning. Okay. Um, and then, so that was done. And then, uh, so Christina, uh, my host, she took me out, showed me like some great vistas of the city so I could get some photos and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, took me to a, a, a pub so we could get some Belgian beer. And then uh, we had mussels, which I guess is a, is a big thing. In Brussels, which I didn't know. Yeah. It's like their food. Well, uh, mussels and French fries is like the thing. Yeah. Uh, so she took me out to like a local. She's like, you can, there's tons of places like in the touristy area where you can get it because uh, mm-hmm. it's such a big thing. But she's like, I'm going to take you to like one of the local joints. So that was really cool. Again, another advantage of staying with the locals. You know, yeah, you, get, sure. you get the little inside track on stuff like that. Yeah. Um, so, so even though I only spent less than a day in Brussels, you know, I, I got to, to run around and see a few things before. Uh, before I left. So, you finished your time in Brussels, you're heading back to the U.S., so you booked your ticket and you're flying to Miami? Yes, Miami. So, um, Tell us about your trip back. (laughs) I get to the uh, Brussels airport at like 9 a.m., like super early. Like, Mm. my flight's 1.30 p.m., And, um, oh, and so when I booked my tickets, I had given myself three and a half hours in the Miami airport to go from the international flights to the domestic flights and, you know, catch my connecting flight to Norfolk. I figured three and a half hours mm-hmm. is a reasonable amount of time to be able to, to, to make the transfer. Mm-hmm. Um, makes sense. So it make yeah, it seemed to at the time. Yeah. Um, so I, I show up at Brussels airport 9am way ahead of my flight time just to be safe. Mm-hmm. I go to talk to the jet air fly, I think is who I was flying with 
from Brussels and uh, Jet Airfly. Jet Airfly is a never heard of that before. Yeah, well, it might be a reason. Uh, <laughs> Jet Airfly. Which we'll get into. Um, so I asked the lady at the info counter. I was like, "Hey, how early can I check in and get my boarding pass?" And she's like, "Well, not till ten thirty. Um, she's like, and you go to this, you know, this line over here, 10 a or whatever. I was like, okay, cool. So I'm like, well, I've got plenty of time, you know, go get a coffee, get some breakfast somewhere in the airport and then come back, you know, around 10 30 and, and check. It. So I come back at like 10 25 and to that place she told me to, and uh-huh. there's already a line quarter mile long. Man. <laughs> and I'm like, Oh my, she could at least told me. You can't check in until 10.30, but you might want to line up ahead of time. Yeah. She could have at least told me that. Yeah. God damn it. So it took me over an hour to get my boarding pass. Oh, right. Which sucked. But I'm like, yeah, I got plenty of time. Plenty of time. No no worries. Mm-hmm. Go to passport control. You know, it takes a little time to get through there. Mm-hmm. Go to security. And security is insanely swamped. I don't know how many freaking flights I had going out that day, but it was insane. Yeah. So it took probably a good another hour to get through security. And that's so, mostly just standing in line. Mostly standing in line. Cause, you know, I mean, yeah. I mean, other the than procedures that, you know, aren't any different over no, there. Coming same, this same. You know, throw your, your shoes and your laptop separately and your toiletry mm-hmm. bag separately and yeah. push it through the thing. Go through, hold your hands up. The thing twirls around you. You step out. They oh, they still you, use that? Yeah, that okay. thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I think, this is, I think this is the place. They actually pulled me aside. Oh, okay. And um, they were like. Look at his beard. Pull him aside. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> And uh, so I, I didn't know why. And I was like, I think I pulled everything out of my bag correctly. Mm-hmm. And she had me step to the side and um, she said, we have, to, we have to swab your fingers. Mm-hmm. What? And she's like, for explosives. I'm like, what? Uh, okay. so I have no idea what would have, you know, triggered that. Yeah. Uh, so they had to, you know, I had to go through this whole procedure of getting my fingers swabbed and then they put it in the machine and then it comes back negative. I'm like, okay, you're fine. I'm like, yeah. well, what, what, what even triggered that? I, Really bizarre. There was a person we went to. I went out of town for work with a couple of people, and on the way back, one of them got pulled over for the same thing. And I'm not sure exactly what it was with him. I mean, we were probably working with, you know, he probably had something still on his fingers from from work, right? Related, but right. Who knows? Who knows? It could be any number of components. Yeah, you know? it's really bizarre. Yeah. I was trying to think of like, what have I touched or what have I? Yeah, I don't know, but probably this the brownie. Probably the, yes, that's it. You're right. The brownie. <laughs> It was the space cake. Yeah. They detected it. Um, so I finally get through all that, and then I get to the gate, and I, they have not given me a seat assignment on my boarding pass because they have overbooked the flight. Uh-huh. Which, I, this whole overbooking the flights, I've never been able to comprehend this because I'm like, you know how many freaking seats you have on your plane. Right. You know how many tickets you've sold. God damn it. How hard is it? You know? Like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I know they're playing some game, but it's just, uh, it just pisses me off. I don't know why they do that. That's weird. Because <sighs> I guess they expect people are going to not show up and then they can make more money. I, mm-hmm. I just, I, you know, it's, I'm sure it's a money thing, but it just yeah. pisses me off. Yeah. Um, so I have to wait in another line at the gate to get a seat assignment. Mm-hmm. So I wait in this line forever. Like, it's not moving. And, you know, the person up front keeps asking, like, hey, can, you know, when are you going to start assigning seats? And she's like, well, yeah. well, the flight's not closed yet, you know, um, so we, we can't assign seats yet. Mm-hmm. And uh, so it ends up being like 1.30, which is when the, pl- the plane the plane is supposed to take off at 1.30. <laughs> we're still standing in this line. They uh-huh. haven't started boarding or anything. And, <laughs> right. and they're like, what? And we're like, can we get our seats? And she's like, well, it's still not closed. And we're all like, the plane's <laughs> supposed to be taking off right now. And it's not, the flight has not been closed yeah. What the hell? 
Um, so I think around two o'clock, they finally close the flight yeah. and give us our seats. They bump me to first class, which means I, I get the leg room, but I don't get any of the amenities. I don't get any of the mm-hmm. free drinks or free food or anything. But so we finally board at like three o'clock, maybe. Man. And, you know, an hour and a half late. And I'm just thinking, okay, well, I've got that still gives me an hour and a half to get from, you know, international flights to domestic flights, check yeah. in, get my boarding pass for American Airlines to get me to Norfolk, blah, blah, yeah. blah. Thank um, goodness I'm, you booked that three hour window. Exactly. Three and a half hour window. Yeah. <laughs> and um, so I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm still good. Not sweating it, not sweating it. We get on the plane. And before we take off, they're like, which is, this is supposed to be a direct flight from Brussels to Miami. They're mm-hmm. like, so we're going to have to land in Amsterdam. <laughs> we're taking a slight detour to Amsterdam. Uh-huh. <laughs> so we can get a part to yeah. fix the plane. Brownie. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> to pick up some space cakes. <laughs> because our co-pilot is really fiending right yeah. now. Yeah. We're going to get fucked. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So we, they tell us as we board the plane that we are now going to take a detour to Amsterdam, which is a yeah. half hour north. And half hour north out of our way yeah to get a part for the plane for the <laughs> weather radar yeah so they can fix the plane in amsterdam before we take out take off over the ocean you don't understand it'll crash if we don't exactly so we're all kind of i mean of course at first they don't tell us it's just the weather radar but right so we're all like wait because <laughs> we haven't taken off from brussels yet we're like wait, wait, wait is this thing even safe to fly what the, yeah. <laughs> what the hell's going on but yeah they eventually tell us so it's the weather radar which we're fine going to amsterdam but we can't fly over the ocean without it yeah. So we go to Amsterdam. God, that's probably we probably it's a half hour or so. So I, it's I, probably a good four four o'clock four thirty something when we land in Amsterdam, <laughs> and you know, a good forty five minutes to an hour for them to repair the plane. Mm-hmm. And at this point, I'm like, I'm fucked. Yeah. Like, there's no way that I'm getting my connecting flight. There's just no yeah. way. I was trying to get Wi-Fi on my phone while we're sitting there in Amsterdam, but it, you know, from the airport it just doesn't reach that far out to the plane i guess yeah but then i realized if i turn my cellular data back on i actually still had my sim card from amsterdam in my phone oh that's cool so i actually had data and i could like get on i could send emails i sent messages to to everybody back home saying hey i'm I'm not getting there (laughs) you know like i'm not going to be there on time yeah um you know my friend jason was supposed to pick me up i texted him i was like hey i'm not going to be there (laughs) so don't don't even bother trying to come get me um so that was kind of like a weird coincidence that we actually you know the place we went i I actually had a sim card (laughs) that i could use my use my phone um but anyway so we eventually take off and it's a 10-hour flight uh 10-hour miserable flight even though it's in first class uh, the frustration involved with uh sitting through multiple hour delays before then before then taking a 10-hour flight exactly exactly man oh my god and um so I did tons of stuff to try to pass the time. I wrote my second blog post in mm-hmm. its entirety. Um, I watched a movie, you know, on the in-flight little TV screen, you know, mm-hmm. in the back of the seat. Uh, I think I read the whole book I had with me. Um, everything I could do to try to kill time. And, of course, then I look at, you know, the time, and it's like, oh, shit, I still have eight hours left. <laughs> it's like, God. Right. Um, oh, God. And there's this lady next to me. So I'm in the middle row of the plane. So there's like, you know, three seats in the middle row and then you got the two aisles and then the two seats next to the windows. Yep. So I'm in the middle aisle on the left aisle seat and there's a seat next to me, center seat that's empty. And then there's this, this older woman uh-huh. in the, in the right seat of the center. And, um, she's nice enough. I, I have a conversation with her in the beginning 
but she must be like whacked out on some Xanax or something. I don't know if it helps her get get through the flight or what it is, but she's like talking to you and her eyes are like slits, man. And, and (laughs) it's just, it's really bizarre. And she's talking to the flight attendants and stuff, asking for the stuff. And they're like, yes, yeah, you know, yes, man, we'll get that for you. And they'll walk away and she'll still be talking like somebody's (laughs) there because I guess she doesn't realize that they have left already. Yeah. And then the worst part is they bring her, her food, which is like, you know, it's, airline flutes food so it's like a tv dinner type thing you know you rip off the top and it's got all this stuff in there right and she's chowing down on all this stuff they bring her a glass of wine she's mm-hmm. chowing down on all this food she is so whacked out that she's like spilling food everywhere like all uh-huh. over her lap all over the outside aisle all over the seat in between her and i <laughs> all over her like handbag which is in you know in between <laughs> her and i like uh-huh. just food is just falling everywhere she doesn't even notice at one point she knocks over her wine glass it's Uh like pouring all over her her tray it's (laughs) dripping into her lap down her leg she doesn't even notice like just completely oblivious to this i try to reach over and pick up the wine glass so it stops like spilling everywhere pouring everywhere and she get off my wine oh my god it was just i'm just glad that buffer seat was there in between because i would be covered in food um (laughs) And at some point she gets up and leaves and, and, and heads to the to the restroom and the guy in like the window seat like kind of looks over and her seat is, I mean, the, her area is just like food has just been like, it's like, like a food fight happened, you know, like it's just insane. <laughs> what was she eating? I think it was like General Tso's chicken and rice and some other stuff. I don't know. It was Even like a salad. Or no, it was messy, man. It was nasty. <laughs> and it was, it started to smell bad. <laughs> but the guy that like, that was sitting over there at the window kind of looked over at the seat like, and just, you know surveyed the mess and then he just looked up at me and i just shook my head man it's just like i don't know dude and you know so this woman I, and she spilled a couple other drinks throughout the flight too again um it was just it was just insane and the, this one flight attendant who was always having to deal with her she was like so super nice man i have yeah. to hand it to her she like you could see on her face as she looks at the mess that she's gonna have to clean up later you know you could yeah. kind of see it on her face but she would just kind of like suck it back in and she would just be like so super nice to this woman yeah. Um, so I have to hand it to that flight attendant, man. She she handled it <laughs> superbly. <laughs> anyway, so eventually we land in Miami, mm-hmm. and I think it's like nine thirty or so in the morning. Or whatever. Yeah, no, nine thirty at night. Oh, okay. Uh, Eastern time. So. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> 9.30 Eastern, 9.30 uh, Miami time. So you're and feeling like 3.30 in the afternoon. 3.30 in the morning. Let's see. There, we were, I was six hours ahead at that time. Right. So, so you said, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, go ahead. 3, 3.30 in the morning. That's yeah, right. yeah, exactly. Nice. Um, okay. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I haven't had any sleep, and I'm just like, oh, God. So I get to the Miami airport 10 minutes after my other flight left. <laughs> of <course>. So I make <laughs> my way. budgeted more time. Man. I know, man. What was I thinking? Three and a half hours? <laughs> Jesus, I'm an idiot. So get through passport control. Uh, I find somebody in American Airlines. I'm like, hey, you know, who do I talk to? This is my situation. And she's like, well, you got to go over here. So I went to this other place, talked to somebody else at another desk. They're like, oh, no, no, you have to go to ticketing. Mm-hmm. Send me to another place. Eventually, I, I like, I'm like, okay. So I find somebody. She's like, yeah, it's right through this door. Main ticketing. Just go there. I was like, cool. I bust through these doors, and there is a line Again, a quarter mile long, just like I dealt with in Brussels. I'm like, oh, God, this uh, is just my life, standing in lines. Yeah. I go stand in this line, and luckily there's a, a like an uh, employee for American Airlines 
talking to some people near the end of the line. So she's answering some questions for them. And she comes to me and she's like, is there anything I can do to help you? And I was like, well, and I explained my situation to her. I was like, hey, you know, I just missed my flight. Is there any way I can get my ticket transferred to the next available flight to Norfolk? You know, and I explained to the whole situation with the plane that we got detoured. And um, she's like, I tell you what, she's like, go wait in this line over there. And it was like a line with like two or three people. I was like, oh, thank God. Yeah. So I guess she felt bad for me or something. So I, I went and stood in that line, got up there to the ticket lady, told her my situation and again. And she's, I was like, is there any way I can get it transferred, you know, to the next flight? And she's like, yeah. And she's like, yeah, I can, I can actually transfer. I'll transfer at no charge, which I thought was awesome. Because it wasn't really their fault. It was another airline that yeah. caused me to be late. It wasn't like I was on their airline. Um, so she transferred it over free of charge. Um, mm -hmm. But of, unfortunately, and I was afraid of this, the next flight to Norfolk is not till the next day at 1045 a.m. Uh -huh. So she's like, well, you know, after midnight, you can take your boarding pass. She already printed my boarding pass. So I already had it. Didn't have to worry about checking in in the morning or anything like that. And she's like, you can take your boarding pass and go through security after midnight, and they'll let you get through, and you can go sleep in the terminal. Yeah. And I was like, okay. And that's what I was going to do. And then the more I thought about it, I'm like, man, I haven't had any sleep. And when I get back to Virginia, you know, I'm going to go see my grandfather. I'll probably be staying up with him. Like, you know, I might not get any sleep for a while. So I was like, actually, are there any motels close by or hotels close by? And she's like, well, we have a deal with Clarion Hotels or whatever. She's like, I can give you like a $75 or I give you a voucher so you can get a room for like 75 bucks. Yeah. I was like, okay, that's cool. And she's like, and the shuttle meets right outside those doors there. I was like, okay, perfect. So uh, she gave me the voucher, my boarding pass, and I just went to Clarion, crashed that night, just yeah. slept, you know, got some sleep. Mm -hmm. um, woke up the next morning. I was like, oh, free continental breakfast. I'll take advantage of that. Save some money. Yeah. One of the shittiest breakfasts <laughs> I've ever eaten. <laughs> oh my god uh, was you know, it? it was well it was powdered eggs you know like you know that that, oh. that pre those the oh, yeah. scrambled eggs that are made from powder yeah they god got off the, the bacon was soggy as hell yeah i can't remember what I, like other stuff i had it was just it was horrible and yeah. then like as i'm like you know so i only eat like half of it i'm like ah. and as i'm walking out they have a little fruit basket i'm like oh an apple okay you can't fuck up an apple right yeah so i was like i'll just take an apple with me kind of eat while i'm packing up in the room yeah no problem so i get up to the room i start packing up for some reason, the apple was wrapped in plastic wrap, which I didn't quite understand. Yeah. But, uh, because it was secretly an orange. <laughs> <laughs> right. So I unwrapped it and I bit into it, <laughs> and it was the most god awful apple I have ever eaten <laughs> or ever bitten into. Because I, I bit into it and I'm like, oh God. Yeah. And I think I took two bites and I spit the second bite and I just threw the apple away. It was so bad. I'm like, how do you? Oh God! I, I'm pretty sure that that's on you, man, because they warned you with their shitty breakfast. Ah, uh, <laughs> yeah. Like, you should but, know by but now. But it's a that... fucking apple. Like, how did? It, <laughs> how do you? Uh, and maybe it was wrapping it in the plastic wrap. I don't know what that was about. Maybe that's what made it shitty. I don't maybe. Know. Like, we're gonna microwave the apples in <laughs> plastic wrap. They were setting it aside to throw it away. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Wrap it in plastic so it doesn't spoil too bad. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyways. Um, I take the shuttle back to the airport and pretty much no incident trying to get from Miami to Norfolk. That, that flight was painless. Yeah, 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 yeah. So the things were turning turning around for me. Mm -hmm. um, I get to Norfolk probably Wednesday afternoon. Uh, my brother-in-law, Tim, picks me up. Uh, we head to my grandfather's house, so I go to see him. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, so, I mean, it's, you know, he was in a hospital bed there. <clears throat> Excuse me. And, um you know, he was, he was very frail because like, he hadn't been eating in days and yeah. even taking water in. So, I mean, he was he was in bad shape. 
uh, he couldn't he couldn't even talk really when I when I showed up. I mean, he could he he could acknowledge me, right? I mean, because uh, you know, he could raise his eyebrows and stuff like that. Um, mm-hmm. But he he couldn't speak anymore either. But um, so you know, just stayed there through the night. I took the night shift since I was already kind of on that schedule. Yeah. Um, so my parents could you know go in the back room and sleep. Um, and then uh, I think it was the next afternoon is when when he finally passed. Yeah. Yeah, so it's that's... Like you made it back in time. Even with yeah, I mean, just, you know, a day before, I had just I got back just in time. So. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm, I'm actually... And I'm glad I came back, um, so... Yeah. It was it, it was a kind of, it was, you know, a little debating back in the day, you know, in like in Amsterdam, but, um, yeah, I'm glad I came back. What is your plan from this point forward? Because you're you're here now. You've been here a couple of weeks. Obviously, you're heading back over there at some point. So, where are you going from here? So, uh, that's what I'm in the process of trying to plan right now. Um, most likely, it looks like I'll be leaving mid October, anywhere between like October 16th and through the 20th, maybe. That's kind of my window of when I'm trying to leave. Um, it it kind of depends on on who I contact or who who. I get responses from couch surfing wise and work away wise. Mm-hmm. I have decided because I was I was hemorrhaging so much money in those first two weeks, uh, and then also spending money to come back home, mm-hmm. uh, that I need to structure my travel more around the work away stuff. Which I don't know. What if is I've work away about. stuff? You you mentioned that to me the other day, and I didn't ask you. You could just explain what that is exactly. So work away is a website uh, where you set up a profile um, as a as a traveler or as a host, kind of like couch server. And, um, you know, you kind of list your skills, uh, what you're doing, um, you know, and, uh, yeah, I think you pay 25 bucks and you get a two year membership. And what that allows you to do is you click on a host list and you put in the country you're going to, and you can dial it down even to the region that you're going to. Mm -hmm. And it will give you a list of hosts who need help, whether it be help with the garden, uh, help with our farm, help renovating this house or, you know, childcare, like, you know, help, you know, we need like a, a, an au pair or um, a nanny or someone to speak English to our kids, you know, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and in exchange for you going to help them, they put you up, they give you free room and board, um, you know, they feed you and everything. So um, uh, it's kind of like this exchange program. Um, no, no, you don't make any money off it, but it's just a, yeah, an exchange program. Yeah. Um, so I want to structure more of my travel around that, pepper that in more. Um, in between the couch surfing and hostels and stuff to try to sit, stretch my, my finances out a little more. Yeah. yeah. Um, and because usually what it is with Workaway 2, what's usually expected is four to five hours a day, five days a week. So you're not working a full work day any, any days. So you've got like a good chunk of the day, still go explore the area. Yeah. Uh, and then you also have the weekends off um, to go, you know, take a weekend trip or whatever you want to do. Um, so it seems like a pretty cool idea. I haven't done any of it yet, um, but I've reached out to some people. There's yeah. actually a couple in Paris who have a photography business, and they're looking for help, and they want somebody who knows Photoshop, knows how to use a camera, stuff like that. I'm like, oh, that's perfect. Oh, okay. So I sent them a message like two weeks ago, but they have not responded. So mm. that would have been perfect because I could go stay with them. They want somebody for like two weeks at a time. I was like, oh, that's great. I go to Paris, spend two weeks, have a free place to stay, get fed, and I can go explore, you know, do photo work. I mean, that, that was like perfect. Yeah, uh, but I, I don't think that's going to pan out because I haven't heard back from them. Um, Easy French. Yeah, 
<laughs> yeah, and then uh, there was a guy also in Paris who was looking for help shooting YouTube videos. I was like, I can do that. But yeah. um, I sent him a message a couple days ago, so we'll see. I have heard that it does take usually like one to two weeks for these people to respond or work away, though. Yeah. Okay. Um, but we'll see. So, I mean, if they hit me up before I book my ticket, maybe that's where I go first. Uh, but right now, kind of what I'm planning is maybe I go to London first, and I reached out to the host I was supposed to stay with in London the first time around. Yeah. Um, and to let them know that I'm coming back and, and can they still put me up? Um, so I may, if that pans out, I may go to London first. Mm-hmm. Um, and then go from London to Paris. And then from Paris, it's one of two options. I either go to Spain or Italy and I'm reaching out to work away host in Spain and Italy. So, okay. um, so I could spend like two or three weeks in, in those countries and just go explore while working. Yeah. Um, so that, that right now that's the plan. Hopefully by, well, I guess maybe not by the time the next one comes out, by the time this one comes out rather, but hopefully by the next time we talk, you'll be back over there. Yes. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. Cause it'll be it'll I, probably, I, probably two weeks from now. So, so the next podcast may be slightly delayed too, just because there might not be a whole lot to talk about before I get on the road again. Um, I don't know, man, your trip, your trip to Miami was pretty, uh, pretty entertaining and that was just one day. So <laughs> I have a feeling your trip back over is going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. Well, no, that's what I mean. Yeah. I mean, I don't think we'll record a podcast before I've left the country, but yeah. Right. Um, Yeah. 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 And you'll either be in Paris or London. Most likely. Most likely. Most likely. Right. Uh, All right. Cool. Well, I'll look forward to, uh, I'll look forward to talking to you in a couple of weeks and hopefully you'll be back across the way there. Cool. All right. Sounds good, man. All right, man. Talk to you soon. All right. You can find us online at www.chipjohnsonfilm.com. Click the tab for the world it's at. We're also available on iTunes. Just search for us there. We'd greatly appreciate it if you subscribed, rated, and reviewed us. You can reach us via email at twiapodcast at gmail.com. Please feel free to send us comments, complaints, concerns, and constructive criticism. Our theme music, Fuzz Boxer, performed for us by the lovely Sarah Gregory. We'll be back, hopefully, in two weeks with more stories of the world it's ass. Wasn't Van Gogh from there or something?